and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg, and Mr. 24-7. Guys, what's happening? Not much. What's up? No, that's good. I saw a little bit of uh, AEW Saturday night. That was pretty uh, pretty impressed with some of the women they have on their roster. And we're going to be mentioning a couple of them uh, female wrestlers today. It was actually a good match I saw. What, what show did what? You watched Collision? Collision, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, Bill Colbert, thanks for tuning in. Um, all right, guys, I mean, we're ready to talk Friday Night Smackdown. I thought we it was. Start off the show today with Mister Twenty Four Seven. All right. Well, hold on. My my phone should. I don't know. My phone is acting very very weird. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, um, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Well, the normal. Uh, hold on. Sorry, folks. Mm-hmm. Talk to Mike yourself for a moment while right. I figure what's going on with my yeah, phone. I think, this is, I think this is the first time I can recall that either Raw or SmackDown didn't start off the show with a promo. It's been a while. Yeah, they actually started off with a match, and it was a pretty good one to begin with. Yeah, it wasn't too so, bad, but I was actually uh, pretty surprised, too, because as soon as Charlotte came out, I'm like, oh, okay, we'll start off with a promo for yeah, her. Yeah, right. go ahead and start with that. It was Asuka going up against Charlotte um, leading up this week's um, Monday Night SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah. So, Mr. 24-7, you go ahead. All there right. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. Um you know, I feel like Charlotte, Oscar, um, you know, Becky, all them, the the top names there, I, they do well together. Anytime they're together, they seem to do well. Um, and this was just another one, uh, the two of them. You know, I feel like every time Charlotte and Oscar, they give us some good action, and I thought they did. Um, Charlotte getting some really good chops. Um, you know, I know that was hurting. Um but yeah, they fought well back and forth, you know, good action. Charlotte goes, she hits her spear, goes for a figure eight, and what do you know, damage control. They come out, EO looking good with her title, I like it. Um, you know, they come out, they jump her, they jump both of them. Um, and that was kind of it. They kind of went to town on them and, and beat them down, and that was it. We got to see pretty much, I think, the best part about that ending for me was just seeing EO come out, be the champ, get on the top, do a double kick to the both of them, lay them both down. I, so I was okay with it. You know, being that it was a, you know, an interference, so it didn't really have a winner to the match. I usually hate that, but I was okay with this one. I started this off with a B minus. Okay, trivia. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, Charlotte and Asuka always always good together in the ring. I was really enjoying the match. It was going, you know, back and forth. And, you know, like DJ said, you know, Charlotte hitting those chops and then the figure eight. Asuka was, you know, I, I, we didn't see the mist, which kind of surprised me. And, um, you know, then uh, damage control came out. And I'm really, really happy for EO Sky. I mean, I hope they, they give her, you know, a, a decent title run. I think uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty good for. Her. I enjoyed the match. I gave it a B plus as well. Okay, you gave it a B plus. Yeah, I okay. gave it a B minus rather. I gave it a B minus as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because I was gonna say I was way away from you if you said B plus. Um, yeah, Charlotte opening up. Um, when our music hit, I thought she was gonna come down to the ring and cut a promo. Um, and then the senior wrestling gear was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll buy into this. Um, and then, you know, Oscar comes down and it's like, cause they didn't announce immediately who she was fighting. He's like, okay. Um, it, it was, it was a typical 
Charlotte Flair Oscar match. Um, so I mean, it wasn't anything. It was just just a regular Charlotte and Oscar. I don't know what else to say about it, really. Um, they did. They both did their things. Um, there weren't really as many botches as there were in the triple threat match. Um, so it was just a nice, clean match. Uh, then Damage Crow comes down. Um, Dakota Kai coming down was, I mean, surprising. I know she showed up at SummerSlam, but her coming down to the ring, it's like, I mean, obviously she's not cleared to wrestle because she didn't come into the ring at all. She went around, grabbed the microphone so she could announce EO Sky. Um, it was reported that she was struggling all day with her voice, and that's why she was struggling saying EO Sky and kind of chuckled at the end. Uh, did the best she could. But I, I was more excited for EO Sky separating herself from damage control and being a face. I don't like I, – I'm not – I don't know. It's going to take a little while for me to buy into a, a full-fledged heel EO Sky because, I mean, she rocks when she's in – like that, that match against Asuka. I mean, th- the crowd loved it. They were crazy for it. When she won the briefcase, the, the, you know, they were behind her. And now it's like she's this little weasel, little heel. I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm going to take a little while to buy into it. Um, and realistically, because of that, um, and a side note, is it just me or was it awkward having Michael Cole as a color analyst, not the lead commentator? Um, it, it almost sounded like he didn't know where he fit in. So that kind of threw the match yeah. off for me totally then. Um, but yeah, I, I gave the whole thing a, a C plus. Sorry, guys. Somebody was at the office door. Tell them to go to f- away. <laughs> Tell them. Put a sign outside the door. It says, on here live. Come back later. C plus, huh, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kevin, yep. Kevin Borzeski is watching. Kevin, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. <clears throat> All right. After that, we then... Um, let's see. da 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 Yeah, we then went to... A singles matchup of AJ Styles and Karrion Cross. Uh, Trev, you are up. Uh, well, what to say about this match? Um, we haven't seen the guys in the ring against each other, and you know, in a little bit of a time, a little bit. Uh, Me Chin coming out with AJ Styles. You know that was going to happen to try and stop the interference from Scarlett, which, you know, they went at it for a little bit outside, but nothing really great. I actually thought it was a okay match. Well, it was, I mean, it was, it was decent. I mean, AJ Styles got to win. I still don't know, you know, what they're doing or why they're burying Karrion Cross. I mean, I think they just need to revamp his whole character and, you know, see where it's going to go from there. I gave it a C. Okay. Um, yeah, that that's the exact grade I gave. Uh, I mean, I think the reason why they're putting, in my opinion, the only reason I could see them putting him in a campaign with AJ Styles is to make people watch him and maybe care about him. Um, but I just, I don't know. I mean, I was I was more impressed with Scarlett laying out me again first <laughs> than anything. Um, but it was, you know, AJ Styles is AJ Styles. Um, like we've said, he, he could wrestle with a broom and make it look good. Karen Cross, ah, I mean, he looked a little better than, than in the past. He actually got in some offense, but it was, it was a match that you expect between the two. I, I just think, I, I agree. I think they need to do something else. With Karrion Cross, I, I think, I don't know. Do they need to pull a, a Baron Corbin, a Mustafa Ali, and try and re-emerge himself in NXT? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if something that drastic has to happen, but he's just borderline jobber now. 
Um, yeah. And I think it's now it's, it's whatever happens. AJ's got to move on to something else. Um, it, 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 it's, it's done. It's over. I hope they don't switch this over to a Scarlet Me Yim feud. And, you know, it's little things like yeah. that that make me think Vince is still obviously with his hands in a cookie jar. Um, but we'll have yeah. to see. But yeah, like I said, I gave it overall. Let's see. Yeah, I think the reason why they need to change up Terry and Cross's gimmick a little bit is they always give him the nickname the Harbinger of Doom, and that really doesn't fit very well with his character right now because he's I, really not doing anything. I don't know if I could ever to, recall them saying that about him, being honest with you. Yeah, that, that's what they called him Friday night. Okay. So, and Mr. 24-7. Um... Yeah, it's really it's really sad to see it to see it with uh, Carrion, you know, and it, it sucks because there was a, a part of this match where Cross just he was he he had the upper hand. He was just doing his moves. He was it looked pretty damn good for about you know it was I don't know whatever thirty seconds maybe or a minute where he was just going and going. I'm like I can get behind watching something like this. You know, but it was, but that's all it was. As soon as the little moves that went by, it was done and over with, and it was back to just the norm. You know, and I'm like, damn, man, if he can put on a match like that, he, this would be awesome. But it's not what we're getting, and it's not what we got here. Um, uh, I 100% agree. They need to get AJ out of this situation here. Um, you know, as much as I love the OC, I think they need to get him out of all of it. Get, you know, he needs to be alone and be AJ Styles and not have no crappy stuff around him, you know. So, but that's not what's happening. So the match itself, blah. AJ, I think, did, a, did enough in this match to make it halfway decent, but it wasn't anything great. Um, I gave it a C plus. You know, hopefully different stuff are in the horizon for both of these guys. Okay. After that, we then had an unadvertised surprise. Um, Edge's music came out and he came down to the ring. Um, I get to lead us off with this one. And he, you know, he was talking. Um, and I mean, me being Mr. Overanalyzed Anal, um, they're going to be celebrating 25 years of Edge next week on SmackDown. But how's it really 25 years when he retired for nine of it? So really celebrating 16 years? Mr. Technicality yeah. over here. But anyways, um, yeah. and he said that he wanted to, you know, fight somebody that he's never fought in his career and, you know, said it was going to be Sheamus and talked about, how Seamus got him back into wrestling and showed video of him crashing on a bike. Um, I mean, the way it was described, I thought he like went tumbling over and this and that, that and this, down an embankment, bouncing off a tree, hitting a rock, landing down the bottom of a rock quarry, and, oh, I'm fine. You know, he had a couple little raspberries, but whatever. Um, and then the, the picture of Seamus sitting on Edge's daughter's bike. Um, it... it I didn't I, – I was bored. I didn't see the need for that long of a segment. It just it, – it was like a segment like – to me, it came off as they needed to fill time for for the show. Um, it would have been something you'd see on, on Raw because you're trying to fill a three-hour show where you're really doing an hour and 55 minutes because they always go off air, you know, a few minutes before – the, you know, before 10 o'clock for local 10 o'clock news and everything. Um, and Fox has got their end of show commercials. And to take up this long of a time for, for this, that, I mean, I didn't need to stroll down memory lane and this and that, that, and this has come out and say, you know what? I don't know how much more time I have in this business. I, I want to fight somebody I've never fought before. And I, I challenge Seamus. And then Seamus come down and, you know, shake hands and accept. So it was just to me it was overdone, overdrawn, drawn out. I, I actually gave this a C plus. Okay. Mr. Twenty four seven. Um 
WWE in a singles match of Ellen Knight versus Michael Cole's favorite top dollar. Uh, Miss 24-7, I know you're anxious to start off with this match. Um, to me, I was like, why? I mean, even though that, that battle royal that LA Knight won didn't mean really anything. You got him winning it. You got the fans behind him. Everything is going for him. So the next thing you do is bring him back and put him in a match with freaking Flop Dollar. Like, this was just stupid. I mean, the fans loved him. You know, they gave LA Knight the pop he always gets. So all that was good. The other thing that was just crazy to me is the amount of offense that Flop had. Like... I don't understand any of this at all. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, you know, LA Knight won, which you know, which he should be, but the the way he won to me was just stupid. Like there shouldn't have been any offense from Flop Dollar at all. This should have been a quick just splash match. But whatever. I gave it a C minus. Was not happy. Okay. Trivia. Yeah, I I think it was just a bad decision. I would have rather seen him against Ashante the Adonis than uh, Flop Dollar because that guy is just horrible in the ring. Uh, just you know, bought, put him out for airtime, I believe, and you know, and what's her name tried to get involved again there, B Fab or whatever the hell her name is, and um, you know, um, LA Knight finished him off with the BFT. And then after the match was over, he was in the ring, you know, getting the accolades from the fans, which I thought was pretty cool. But, yeah, I, I really think I could have did, you know, without this match. I mean, even even with L.A. Knight, you know, put him in against somebody that's actually going to wrestle. And, you know, the guy just looks horrible every time I see him. I give it a D plus. Okay, so L.A. Knight looks horrible every time you see him? No, no, <laughs> I know. I know. I know what you're referencing. I was just making fun. Um, yeah, this was two minutes of two two minutes and two seconds that they didn't need to do. 
Uh, but maybe it would have been four minutes and four seconds if the previous segment wasn't as long and drawn out. Would that have made any difference? No. Um, this type of match is the type of match they do when they're like when Indusheer first came up, or when somebody's just coming up against somebody to try and give them quote unquote credibility. But as as Mister Twenty Four Seven said, LA Knight's got the credibility. You know, put him in the ring with and um, you know, let him. I mean, I understand. You know, the little Mike segment where he said, you know, I didn't know that. Um, uh, Uncle Phil is trying to be a rapper. So, I mean, I kind of understand a little bit as to why maybe the commentators, you know, a top dollar, you know, demanded this matchup against LA Knight for blah, blah, blah. And maybe made it make a little more sense as to why you just have this, uh, you know, random match. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't like anything about it. Um, and, I mean, I'm not even as close to an LA Knight fan as you guys are, so I actually gave this a D. Okay. And then we went to the main event of the evening. Um, it was scheduled to be Austin Theory against Santos Escobar. Austin Theory attacked Santos Escobar um, backstage and then took him out again on the way to the ring. And Santos Escobar was replaced by Rey Mysterio. And this was match number four of SmackDown, which was once again the main event. Mr. 24-7, lead us off. No, sorry, Mr. Trivia. Mr. Trivia, you lead us off. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, in a way, I'm kind of upset, you know, because I wanted to see how well Santos Escobar would have done against Austin Theory, seeing as how he got the pinfall win against him in a non-title match when they wrestled the last time. And with Ray, uh, I mean, you know, did they – did they give the title match to Ray? Did they give the title to Ray because, you know, his, his time in WWE is coming to a close, I guess. You know, he's don't know how much longer he's probably going to be wrestling. But like I talked to Greg off the air earlier, and I told him, I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Santos Escobar, somewhere along the line, you know, turns against Ray Mysterio. You know, this was supposed to be my match. I understand I got hurt, blah, blah, blah. You know, now Ray's got the accolades of being a U.S. champion. Uh, do I see a rematch with him and Austin Theory at uh, Payback? Uh, I think they're going to have it. That's, that's just my opinion. But I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was pretty good. I gave it a B. Okay. Um, and, you know, me and Trip talked about it um, yesterday. And... Okay. First of all, this was the last match of the night. Yes, there was another segment after this, which was more or less really the main event of the show, but this was the last match. So, whatever you want to say about Austin Theory's title run, it's been decently long. It hasn't been like two months. It's been a little longer than that. I mean, it hasn't been, you know, 400 days like Gunther and you know, almost 1,100 days like Roman. Um, but, you know, he said it, and, you know, it's kind of been gotten lost in the shuffle. But to have Austin Theory lose his title in two minutes and 43 seconds? What the fuck? Pardon my French, but what the fuck? I did not... I mean, for the two minutes and 43 seconds we got, yeah, I guess it was an okay match. But just, ha- I don't know. It, it, this was just the epitome of a horrible show, realistically, in my opinion. Um, I know we're getting our overall thoughts at the end. But, yeah, I mean, this match did absolutely nothing for me. Um, I didn't benefit in any way in our fantasy because one was going to win and one was going to lose. Um, so I was only going to get four points total. So that didn't matter. But. The only thing that I can deduce from this is Rey Mysterio was supposed to beat Santos Escobar when he whacked his head on the ground, and this is the way they got back on course by having Austin Theory take out Santos Escobar so Rey Mysterio can come in and win the title. Because at 11 o'clock that night, I got a notification from WWE.com to buy 
the brand to order now and save 35% on, on shipping or whatever um, to get the brand new Rey Mysterio United States Championship t-shirt. I mean, come on. It's not even an hour after the stupid show. So you know that was a plan all along. Um, they could have found a different way to get there. But yeah, I didn't like anything about this. I gave this a D plus. Okay. Um, real quick. I just got a phone call, so I can't hear anything again. So I got to cut off and get back on. I'm sorry. Okay. All right, Dean. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I, I definitely agree. I mean, that was just awful the way they did that. And, you you know, gave it a, didn't you just give it a, that, didn't you just give it a B plus? Yeah, but I mean, I gave it a B plus because of the match. I mean, I, what, well, what, well, what about the match made it a B plus? Ray winning the title. And I can't oh. stand Austin Theory, so I'm oh. glad he lost. Okay, so you're grading it on personal reasons. Okay. I, would, I, I understand. I understand. That's why I don't give LA Knight as high of a grade because I, I take, you know, I take into my personal feelings of, of um, LA Knight. Just, I understand that. Okay. So... But yeah, it's um, it was just a thing where I mean, Ray was, I guess, you know, like you had said, Ray was going to be um, Santos Escobar before he got hurt. Right. That, that's my opinion. I mean, I I haven't yeah. read that anywhere. That's my opinion. That's I don't want to not going to say that I read it somewhere or know it for a fact. That's just my opinion. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't have surprised me if. Uh, if that had happened anyway. So, but yeah, I mean, my, like you said, this was, a, you know, we'll talk about the overall grades, but this, I'm glad this wasn't a go-home show, SmackDown, because, no, I mean, that was, that was what, maybe seven or eight minutes of all wrestling for the whole two hours? Something like no, that. it was another two, eight, did two nine-minute matches. Um, and, uh, I mean, Charlotte Oscar was nine minutes. What was the other one? The other one was the uh, uh, AJ Styles carrying cross match. That was actually the longest match of the night. Okay. Um, but there were three dark matches for SmackDown and only four actually matches on the show. So that just tells you, oh. do you think DJ's having trouble getting back in? No, I just, I just got the uh, notification from him. Oh, okay. Did you notice though? Did no. did you uh, real quickly? Did you notice when Sheamus came out with the brawling brutes? Ed said, "Hey Ridge, hey Pete." Did you notice yeah. that he didn't call yeah. Butch by his ring name? He called him by his real yeah. first name. Uh, hey, welcome back, DJ. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. That's all right. Well, I, I yeah. was gonna I was gonna mention a trip that when you came back on. We should just like both move our mouths and pretend we were talking uh, no. so you still couldn't hear us. <laughs> but anyways, um, back to our regular scheduled program. Um, as we were talking about the Austin Theory Ray Mysterio match, Mister Twenty Four Seven, you are up. All right. Um, to me, I feel like this whole um Ray Mysterio Austin Theory Santos Escobar thing has been kind of like a big like a jumble mix-up type of thing from the beginning you know um I like all three of them and I'm okay watching it all but I feel like it's just weird they're not really doing things correctly I feel like um and this kind of was it like I didn't understand it at all um I'm happy to see Ray with a title, with, with any title. I'm happy to see it. Um, it is weird to me that I think I heard you say it, now, that the match was only, what, about five minutes? No, nope. two, minute, minute. two minutes and 43 seconds. Like, really? This is a title. This is awesome. You know, he's had this title a while. He, he had a decent run with it. I don't get how they just take it from him in this fashion. It was definitely uh, definitely weird to me. I feel like he deserved a little bit better, uh, better match. Um, 
But the match itself, the wrestling we did see, to me, was good. Um, you know, the, the, the couple minutes or minute of actual wrestling was okay, fast-paced, and it all looked okay. But the way it all went was not right to me. Um, I gave it a C plus, and I don't know. I just don't know how I really feel about it all. So, okay. C plus. All right. And then we went to the final segment of the show, um, which was titled, What is the Future of the Bloodline? Um, And I get to lead us off. And it started with Roman coming down with Solo and Paul Heyman. Um, Roman was asking Paul Heyman where Jimmy was, and he said he hadn't heard from all day. And then we saw, you know, uh, Jimmy kind of, and hiding in, you know, wide open, um, hiding in plain sight, that's it, um, with the hoodie up and the little bandana thing, and he came into the ring um, and basically told Roman, you know, I didn't do this for you. Then Jay came down, um, him and Jimmy, you know, got face-to-face and were talking, and Jay wanted to know why, and Jimmy said he did it for him um, because he didn't want him to turn into Roman. The whole time Roman just – sitting back there with the, you know, shit-eating grin on. Um, Paul's just standing there, and Solo's just got that mean scowl, you know, with his arms crossed and his thumb out like this, ready to spike someone at any moment. And then uh, Jay turns back on Jimmy, and Jimmy walked away. Um, Jay then, um, forgot how it started, but, I mean, he wanted to, you know, taking a, you know, a spear and then, you know, super kicking Roman, super kicking Solo out of the ring, called for, you know, Jay to come, Jimmy to come back to the ring. And then as they're walking toward each other, <clears throat> excuse me, Jay super kicked Jimmy and he went down. Um, and then the, I guess the announcement heard round world, um, which is WWE Universe. Um, Jay then said, you know what, that he's out. He's out of the bloodline, out of SmackDown, out of WWE, peace out, ooses, or deuces, ooses is what he said, and then leapt through the crowd. Um, Whether it's true, whether it's kayfabe, whatever it is, this was great. It really was. Everything about this... um, I mean, I'm going to put my my joy or hatred or anything of the bloodline on pause until I see where it goes. Um, I mean, I'm not back on the bloodline train, but I'm not, you know, departing like I had said as of SummerSlam. So we'll, we'll just see where that kind of goes. But everything about it was, was great. Um, I gave it an A. Mr. 24-7. Yeah, you're right, man. Everything about this was awesome. Uh, you know, I think they can't, they've never been bad at talking and, like, acting and stuff like that. They've never been bad at it. But I feel like they've gotten so much better. Like, like to make you believe... Like, when Jimmy was talking, you know, I, I love you, I did it because I love you. And he put his arms out, you know, kick me, you know, take the 37 years of pain, you know, take it right now. And he just makes you believe that, you know, he's hurt and he does love you. It's just all unbelievable. And it's really, really worth um, You know, I, I really like how this said... You know, one of the reasons, because I didn't want you to be that egotistical, manipulative asshole like Roman Reigns. <laughs> then we get that, you know, Roman Reigns asshole. And, you know, I think they blocked out the people like 10 full seconds, 20 full seconds. So, like, what happened? But there was a crowd. Like, oh, they were um, But yeah, everything about it was good. When, when Jimmy walked up, Mount goes, you know, Jim, come here, come here. Jimmy walked down there with his and he was about to get a big hug and he caught a big bet. So yeah, it was all great. Um, if I have to say anything, 
about about it negative. It would just be, I think, I feel like, I don't, I just don't know how I feel saying Jimmy splitting up and Jay feel like this can't be. To me, I feel like it's one of things or one of them Charlotte, but a year later he'll come back. Uh, hopefully. But hopefully. Uh, another thing I feel like this the way of trying to further along this story, but there were so many other ways I feel like you did it, but whatever. I'm not going to, you know, hate it because of that. It was great. Every, everything about it. Was um, I'm going to go A- minus on it. <laughs> oh, 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 an A-? minus. Wow, he really liked it. He didn't give it to DJ Colbert. <laughs> A little bit Okay. All right, Mr. Trivia. Yeah, I definitely agree that everything about this was really, really good. Um, in my opinion, I think WWE is making a mistake if they break up and not re-sign Jey Uso. I think that they're making a mistake splitting up the, the greatest tag team WWE's ever had because the Usos are just an amazing tag team. But on the other hand, could this also be something that they want to have Jay Uso in more uh, Jimmy Uso in more singles matches? And do we see Jimmy against Roman coming up in the future? And you know, I've, if if Jay's gone, then that's kind of disappointing to me because after what happened at SummerSlam, I was hoping to see Jimmy versus Jay at Payback, but. I mean, if he if he's gone, then you know, best of luck to him. And you know, uh, we all know how a lot of times they just throw stuff out on the internet. Is you know, the minute somebody leaves WWE, they automatically put up the AEW sign behind them and everything. And but I thought everything about this was really good. I gave it an A as well. Okay. Trevor, your overall thoughts. It wasn't. It wasn't really a good SmackDown. I mean, I understand that they go two hours. They're an hour less than Monday Night Raw. They only had four matches. It seems like lately the commercials are longer than a lot of the matches are, and I, I really didn't care too much for a lot of stuff that went on. I gave it a C plus overall. Yeah, I mean, I I can't even give it that high. Um, if it wasn't for the closing segment, I probably would have given this whole thing a C minus, um, but I will give it a C. It, it, you know, that this SmackDown took the E in WWE World Wrestling Entertainment um, very serious because there wasn't much wrestling. So yeah, overall, you know, very disappointed. Um, the, the crowd didn't see as into the show as they normally would be. Um, I mean, especially with Edge, uh, the minute that he me- mentioned that he was wrestling next week in Sheamus in his hometown of Montreal, uh, Calgary fans were tuned out, I think. Um, but yeah, overall, I gave it a C. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah. I, I think it has to be because of that last thing there. Um, I was leaning toward about C. I think last segment boost, but that's really it. Okay. Okay. All righty, that was our SmackDown recap for this past Friday. Um, we hope that uh, everybody, you know, kind of saw what we saw in the whole show. But... And if they didn't, who cares? No. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> so right Kidding. now we're going to come up on our on the best part of the show right now. It is Nuggies News. So, Greg, the floor is yours. All right. Thank you very much, Trev. Uh, well, I'm going to start off with uh, kind of along the same theme of what you're just talking about. Um, pull up a story. It says, three reasons why Roman Reigns' bloodline storyline has lost its luster in WWE. Um, now, I'm just pulling this article up. I only read the title. So I'm going to see these co- the three reasons the same time you guys hear them. Um, and then tell me if you agree or disagree. So the first one that they list, 
Oh, first and foremost, Roman Reigns has beaten everyone that matters in WWE. I agree. Wow. I mean, he has. Like, God, I mean, wild that they would say that. Because, oh. I mean, you got to be like everyone. But I get it. Yeah, I'm, I'd have to agree right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Um, I mean, you know, one thing we we uh, as a uh, as a group here got excited about with their draft that there were going to be new opponents for Roman Reigns. I mean, I know one name that was mentioned was Karen Cross, but I think that's you know that'll be as successful as me rolling in my wheelchair all the way to see Little Mug over in Los Angeles. Um, but Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles. I mean, those are two names that were brought to SmackDown that we, we thought could be good challenge for Roman Reigns because it would be somebody new. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely agree that, I mean, it, it's, you know, the next one I have is too much decompression um, without enough of a payoff. Um, you got to say that again? Um, yeah, it's, it's weird, it's written weird the way that they say it. Where did it go now? Um, basically too much buildup with not enough payoff. Yeah, so they got too much of a buildup to the, to the bloodline, but they're really not making anything out of it. I'm, what? Yeah, this is, yeah. I should have, I should have read this article before I go through these. These are stupid. Sorry. Let's just let's just move on. <laughs> um, okay. I brought up another article that that lists um, WWE superstars that are underused right now. Um, and the first one they list, actually, the first two that they list have to do with the tag division lacking um, legitimate um, teams. And the first one they list is Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I totally agree. The next one they list is, surprisingly, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, too. And then the th- there's actually there's also they list six of them, um, but the other three are from AEW. So I mean, one of them I've never even heard of. Um, but the last one they list, which I think we see a glimpse of that changing, is Chad Gable. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I I totally agree with that. I think he's finally. On, on the road to, you know, a, possibly maybe a, a singles run. Because, um, I, mean, I mean, it stinks because with uh, whether it's real or not real, Jay's gone and there's really no more Usos. I mean, we need, we need tag teams. So, I mean, it, it's a great for Chad Gable that he's going to get looked at as a serious singles competitor. But bad for the tag team division because I mean, say what you want, they're, they're an entertaining team, the Alpha Academy. Um, pulled up another article, like I always do, that lists the top picks to win the WWE 2024 Royal Rumble. So, true Nuggies news form. Give me your opinion as whether you think they're a contender, you know, a scale of 1 to 10. And then, once again, 1 to 10, would you like to see this person win the Royal Rumble? First one they list, Shayna Baszler. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. Well, she won a big match. They, may, they might be. Oh. I'll go seven. Okay. 
I'll go seven. If they do it right, they gotta do it. Seven, seven. Okay, Trib. I'll say seven, and I'll go a little bit higher. I'll say eight. Okay. Um, I'd be well. Likelihood of her winning. Right now, I would probably go fifty-fifty. So I'll go around a five because I got to see a little more. From her, I mean, Royal Rumble's, you know, six, seven months away, five, six months away. So it's still time to, to build her up. But, I mean, we're looking for credible opponents for Rhea Ripley. I mean, Shayna Baszler, she, she could be a credible opponent for Rhea Ripley. So I, I would go as high as an eight for that. Next one, L.A. Knight. Trib? Um, I'll go... Okay. You know, it, it's tough. Uh, all the all the attention he's getting right now, there's still not much with. So when the by the time Rumble gets, they could already bear people sick. He could be nowhere to be. If if it stays like this, I'll say give it like a six. Oh, six of likelihood of one. I'll go seven. I would. I wouldn't mind it. Okay. Um, probability. I honestly think that he's peaking now, and the Royal Royal Rumble might be too late to capture that. I don't know how long he's going to stay. At this peak, that that'd be the only thing I'd be worried about, because he was, I mean, he was at the top in you know. Granted, it's a small organization, um, TNA Impact, and then kind of fizzled, and then that's why he was no longer there. Um, so I, I got to see a little more. So I'm gonna say likelihood of him once again. I'll go that fifty fifty, and excitement level. I mean, I just. I'd have to go a four. Um, I'd be more only a four because I'd be excited for the WWE universe. But, you know, challengers to dethrone Roman Reigns are far and few between. And then after that, what happens to them? Eh. So, you know, um, next one they list is another one from the women's division in Kyrie Sane. Um, I'll lead off with this one. I'll lead off with this one. Honestly, likelihood, I'd say a 0.5 and an excitement level, one. Okay. I mean, I've seen something about maybe her coming back or something, but I'll go likelihood. I'll go 0.5 if it's something that was going to throw. And I'll go maybe like I'll go with two just because the watch she's the site crazy. Like two excitement. Okay. All right. Like likelihood for me point seven five. Excitement level negative two. <laughs> okay. Two more. One Cody Rhodes. Well, go ahead, Trey. If I like you, likelihood <laughs> seven and a half. Excitement level. If they get, you know, if they're talking about, you know, another title title push, which they're probably going to be, I would say excitement level will probably be an eight and a half for me. Really? Okay. Eight yeah. and a half to a nine. All right, DJ. Well, I mean, you got to think of it. He just beat Brock, right? All three with Brock. I feel like maybe that one type of thing makes sense. I feel like now he's going to be able to face Brock. I don't know. I think maybe Rumble or I don't know. I was coming out wrong. 
know what? I'm gonna go with six for likelihood. But I but I'm gonna go with ten. I want to see it bad. I'll go with ten. Oh, okay. Um likelihood unfortunately I'd go as right now I'd say he's the front runner, so I would go nine. Um excited level. I mean either way right now the way the champions are stated it's um repeat of something either it's Cody Rhodes maybe finishing his story by finally beating Roman Reigns more captivating than him beating Seth Rollins again I mean it's not like he's winless against both so which is the bigger win that make it more exciting so I mean excited level I'll go seven um the last woman they list, Becky Lynch. Uh, well, so they got to do something with kind of up there, but I'm going to go likelihood. I'm going to go seven. I think I'll go, I'll go eight. So, okay. Trivia? I'll say likelihood. Six, excitement level, maybe seven and a half. Okay. Um, likelihood, once again, I think right now she's the favorite. Um, my only question is, is does Becky Lynch really need to have the Royal Rumble win to be in a main event at WrestleMania. I don't think so, but I'll give it an eight as a likelihood, and then I'll go to about a seven as an excitement level. And then the last one they list, which is one that I will go first on, is the Ring General Gunter. Um, Likelihood, I mean, unfortunately, he would have to be... For it to be likely, if he still has the IC title, I'm going to say two. If he doesn't have the IC title, you got to consider him second in line as far as runner-up goes. So it's going to be a two-slash-eight excitement level. It doesn't matter who he goes up against. If it would be Roman Reigns if he's still holding the title or Seth if he's still holding the title, I would, I actually would absolutely love to see either one of those matches. So I'll go at 10. Okay. Uh, yeah. I gotta agree with you. It all depends on if he's got that. Well, I'll give it like a two. Also, and I mean, it's gotta be this point. Yeah, I definitely agree. If Gunther still has the title, then I would say a three. If he doesn't have the title, I'm definitely going to go with a 10. Okay. He was runner-up last year. He was in there for over an hour. Yeah. You know, not only he had showed his power with eliminations, he also showed what kind of stamina he had Yeah. because he, he went in early. Yeah, he was the first one in. Was yeah. it him, wasn't it him and Matt Riddle that were the first two in or something like that? I, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and he went the whole hour and 11 minutes. He was the last one eliminated. He broke – the record for longest length of time being in a Royal Rumble. So, and that is Nuggies news for today. And Trip, do you have anything for independent news? Yes, I do. Uh, Wednesday, August 23rd, Fight for Life Wrestling will be held at the Kinsman Brewing Company at 409 Canal Street in Milldale, Connecticut. Scheduled to appear on the show will be Speedball Mike Bailey, obviously a newcomer, never heard of him. He's got his work cut out for him. He's going against Flash Waller. Uh, also scheduled on the card is Masha Slamovich, no idea who that person is, and Ichiban. So that's all I got for, for that one at Fight for Life Wrestling. At the Kinsman Brewing Company on Wednesday, October uh, August 23rd. Once again, 409 Canal Street in Milldale, Connecticut. Then after that, Friday, August 25th, Test of Strength Wrestling will be at the Nomad's Quest 
Club at 100 Bidwell Street in South Windsor, Connecticut. And this is to benefit uh, the Cancer Society for their GM, Alex Rios. We uh, wish him a speedy and healthy recovery. Some of the matches that have been scheduled are Hammer Tunis versus Bobby Ocean, Sammy Diaz versus Mike Skyros. A couple of good matches there. The BST title match, Patrick Saint versus The Cure, Lucas Chase. Also, the Immortal Championship title will be on the line as Ty Shine will defend against Garrett Holiday. And one of the main events will be the Test of Strength and K1 champion Ichiban against Alec Price. Tickets for that show are, excuse me, general admission $15. Online, you can get them for $25. Front row is uh, front row is women. I'm sorry. Tickets are online 25, 25 and 30. Uh, VIP package is fifty dollars, which includes a signed event poster from everybody. And then after that, we have where there it is. Uh, PAPW Saturday, August 26th. So there's three indie shows in like four days at the end of August. And they're going to be at the Taco Fest at the Shelton Riverwalk in Shelton, Connecticut from 12 to 6. I'm sure they're going to have some matches there also. But they're also going to be joined for a meet and greet with WWE Hall of Famer Tito Santana. So Mario just uh, went into his bag of tricks and pulled out one of his uh, old school opponents from back when he was wrestling in WWE. And he's going to have him in for the Taco Fest on the 26th in Shelton, Connecticut. And that's what I have for Indie News. Okay. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's Saturday. I just happened to be flipping through the channels and I noticed a collision was on. And... I'm not a big uh, AEW fan, but I definitely wanted to see this woman's match for two reasons. One, one of the women on the match is from Waterbury, Connecticut, which is Mercedes Martinez. And uh, it's always nice to see somebody local, you know, on, on uh, I, I call it the big stage because AEW is, uh, you know, televised. And then Chris, and then uh, Willow Nightingale who has been on numerous NEW shows here in Connecticut. But the one that most impressed me the most was Chris Statlander. I don't know if you guys have seen her, if you've heard yep. of her or whatever. Yep. I think she's a tremendous talent in the women's division for AEW. And if they play their cards right with her, she can go a long way. Well, she's been around for a little while and hasn't gone far, so. Oh. Yeah, she's not new okay. on the scene. And then they're also talking about their next show with MJF defending against Adam Cole, which I believe is going to be a tremendous match. And there's a tag team, I guess, that was managed by Billy Gunn. Mm -hmm. I really didn't get to, I really didn't catch their name. I just happened to catch it at the end of their match. And they had Billy Gunn's wrestling boots in his hand. I guess he's gone from AEW now. And, um... You know, they held his boots up. Hey, you know, Billy, we miss you. All the fans were going, you know, we want Billy. And I really don't know the the extent of, you know, why he's gone, if he took time off, if he's injured or what. But this tag team, from what I saw in the last, you know, minute or so of their match, they, they actually looked like a really good tag team. And, you know, with Billy Gunn, you know, whether he's on the shelf or whether he's gone from AEW for a while, I think that this team is going to, you know, put it out there and really give their 100% effort just for Billy Gunn. Because just to see him with his boots on, they, they didn't have his boots on, but they were carrying them in their hand. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a really nice segment that they had for him. So I, I enjoyed the, the ending part of it from what I saw. I really forgot that it was on on Saturday. 
and I just happened to be flipping through and saw it towards the end. So, but I thought that that was uh, a pretty interesting uh, two segments there. So, um, so real quick, guy, and you wanted to maybe have so I put a little together, kind of like a rough draft. I'll do it and see how we get, you know, in it, and we'll be like a can make it in the song. Basically, it's like a. I'll give yeah. you guys two things. Oh, maybe you can. I to be honest. Uh, I thought they were really interesting. Maybe we can talk. Okay, I don't know. Uh, but I'll give it a shot here. Yeah, I can't. I can't really make out what you're saying, DJ. You're yeah, breaking up. Yeah, I can't make out what you're saying either. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about that up in the air. And I'm not going. Um, yeah, so then maybe I. But yeah, we're what three weeks away now from payback. That's uh, I think so. Let's see, nineteen yeah, nineteen twenty sixth and the second, and um, I mean. I think there's going to be a couple of matches coming to payback from SummerSlam. I I expect to see, you know, like I told Greg, I expect to see Seth Rollins, Nakamura, um, possibly Austin Theory, Rey Mysterio. Hello, Greg. And I want to apologize for the sudden ending of the show. We are having technical sound difficulties um, couldn't hear DJ as you were hearing it all. Um, so join us Wednesday night for another edition of Top Report.